Hi guys, and welcome to episode 3 of Bookish Lessons with Sudarshana. Today's episode, I'm going to feature a book much loved by a friend of mine, Camp by Elsie Rawson. He knows who he is. Um, but I decided to take some inspiration from my first bookish lesson for Felix Ever After, where I talked about the importance or the non-importance of labels within the LGBTQ community. Camp is this unapologetically queer book. It focuses on obviously a queer camp where kids from the LGBTQ community, the spectrum, go and spend their summers to be surrounded by people who have the same experiences of being queer. So we have great, not only lesbian, gay, and bisexual representation, there's amazing um, ace and non-binary representation. And what I really loved about camp is that it examines a lot of toxicity within the community itself. Camp is about Randall, who before this summer was considered a feminine gay where he liked to wear nail polish he liked drag basically he loved his makeup he was part of theater and these are all stereotypes for what a lot of cishet people think gay men fall into on the other end of the spectrum it's hudson who is a masculine gay he's straight passing and he only likes other masculine gay men He's not into quote-unquote girly gaze. So Randall decides to reinvent himself. He beefs up, comes back this summer, and instead of calling himself Randy, short for Randall, he decides to just go with Del. And as Del, Randy starts to pull away from his friend group, stops taking part in the things that he actually loves, and starts to adopt a more masculine persona in hopes of seducing, well, attracting and seducing Hudson. What I found, well, the part of the book that really stuck with me was when after Hudson and Randall confess their feelings for each other, and Hudson basically tells Randall that he loves him, Randall decides, okay, you love me, so it's okay for me to show you who I really am, which is this makeup-loving, nail-polish-wearing, skirt-tutu-wearing guy. Like, he loves sequins, he loves glitter. Um, And this fight goes down so terribly. (laughs) So, definitely, spoilers abound, I'm about to read what happens between Randall and Hudson right after their two separate teams compete in this race and Randall's team full of his queer friends win so of note camp is written in first person perspective from Randy's point of view so just be warned as I read That was us winning, I say with a grin. What do I get for winning? Points, Joan says, still deadpan. I mean, I say, walking up to Hudson and running my unicorn trampocalypse nailed hands down his chest. Do I get a kiss? Not like that, he says. I can't believe you won with them looking like that. It's like you, it's like you spit in my face. What? 
I ask, taking my hands off him. It's just a game. We dressed like this for morale. It's just makeup, clothing. Your parents aren't here. Why does it matter? Just, he looks up at me, and I've never seen his face like this. He's angry, really angry. I feel a thousand things at once. Hurt that he's angry, afraid that my plan has failed, and now he doesn't love me anymore. Stupid for ever putting this makeup on. Stupid again for thinking he loved me enough not to care what I wore. And stupid a third time for ever thinking this plan would work, that he would ever love me. He walks away into the woods and I follow him. It's just like when Brad wore the nail polish, right? He just needs to talk it through. He loves me. He's not going to change that because I beat him in an obstacle course in sequence. What? He can't handle me winning and looking fabulous? Or maybe it's just the looking fabulous. I don't know. He sits on a rock in the woods, hidden from everyone else by bushes. I sit down next to him. What's the matter? I ask him again. More serious. I put my hand on his leg. I... Look... If you'd won, it would have been embarrassing, because this is my thing. The obstacle course, you know? But you did it in makeup and whatever you're wearing now. Sequin jumpsuit, I say quickly. He sighs. I just think you're better than that. Better than what? I ask. He doesn't say anything, but I feel like I'm starting to understand. And now a new emotion joins the chorus in my chest. Anger. Every year, I say... You tell us we can be better. You stand up and tell us, no matter what straight people think, we're just as good as them. We just showed you that. I take my hand off his leg. I don't know why you get to be angry about it. I go to get up, but he puts his hand on my leg and I stay. I lied about my coming out, Hudson says softly. My parents, they didn't actually handle it that well. I mean, they seemed to at the time, but later, right after my grandma died, I was in the mall with my mom. I don't remember why, and she was looking at makeup and I was with her, and I found this eyeshadow, blue. He looks up at me, but he's not smiling. Sort of like what you're wearing now. I picked it out and I showed it to my mother. I said, this was grandma's favorite shade. Can I buy it? Don't know why I asked permission. No, I do. Because I knew I shouldn't want it. Or like, I wanted her to say it was okay to want it. Or something. And she took it from my hand and put it back in the little sliding tray it came from. And then she grabbed me by the wrist and pulled me around the corner, where it was empty, and then she pushed me up against the wall. Not hard, but hard enough I can remember my head kind of knocking on the wall. And she held her hand against my chest, like she was pinning me there. And she said in this low whisper, I don't care what your sexuality is, but I won't have my son wearing makeup like a faggot. And then she let go. That's awful, I say. I knew his parents weren't super comfortable with the queer thing, but calling your kid that word, that's something else. Her mom had just died. She was upset and she apologized right away. I remember, I just stood there and I felt like she'd carved my chest out, like I was just empty and hollow and like, 
If I spoke, it would echo because of how there was nothing inside me. And she walked away, but then she turned around, like not even five steps, and she said, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have used that word. Come on, we're going to be late. That's all she apologized about? And that night, Hudson continues, not having heard me. My dad came into my room, and he sat on my bed, and he said he heard mom had used a bad word, but she'd apologized. And he asked if I was okay, and I told him I thought I was, but it was also kind of shocking. And he said to me, Hudson, you need to understand you're special. Your mom and I, we don't really get gay people. When you told us you were homosexual, we thought that maybe that was it, that you weren't really our son anymore. We worried, but we came to terms with it. It's not what we wanted for you, but it's fine. But stuff like makeup, drag queens, dancing in their underwear on parade floats with feather boas and stuff isn't you. That's being a freak. And it's weak-willed of them, I think. I mean, that's what society tells them they're supposed to be these fairies prancing around in their short shorts but you're not like them you're stronger than that you look at society and say yeah i'm a homosexual but i'm no sissy i'm proud of that i'm proud of you for being like that and i think that's all your mom was saying that we're proud of you okay and i said okay and he left hudson finishes But that's not okay, I say. That's terrible. The thing is, Hudson says, taking his hand off my leg. I liked that he said I was special. And I think he's right. The chorus line stops dancing for a moment and then starts up again. But the orchestra is out of tune, off tempo. Right how, I ask. I think it's weak-willed to be a stereotype, being what everyone tells you you should be. I think being more masculine, I guess, is strength. I think it's better. That's ridiculous, I say. My team just kicked your ass in high femme. That's why it made me so mad, he says. But I know what you're going to say. That clothing doesn't matter, makeup doesn't matter, and maybe here it doesn't. But back home, you know what would happen to me if I wore what you're wearing in my hometown? Or held hands with someone dressed like that? I think if you hold hands with a boy, homophobic assholes won't care what the boy is wearing. Maybe, but maybe all they want is for us to be like them. Screw them for wanting that. You said we could be better, but being like them isn't better. We can do everything straight people can do. You're right, but what makes being queer special is we don't have to if we don't want to. I don't know if I'm that brave, Hudson says. And when he says it, the dancing in my chest stops. The dancers are collapsed in a heap. My heart breaks for him. I take his hand. I squeeze it. Sweetie, you are. With you, he looks down at her hands length, my nail polish peeking out between his fingers. How did you know? He asks suddenly. The forest goes quiet, not a bird is chirping. Know what? What I've said every year, how I always say people can be better? Well, Jake is up. 
Now or never. Time for my big number. Deep breath, Randy. Like before your solo. Because you always said it to me. Every year, I say. What? I stand. Revealing monologues can't be given in a sitting position. I stand in front of him and I take both his hands and I try to look loving and sincere. This isn't part of the plan. I was going to ease him back into it. I was going to show him all the sides of me he hadn't seen yet and then tell him everything. When we were happy and in love, the jumpsuit was supposed to be safe because it was a costume, a preview, but not something he would take so seriously. I don't know if he's still in love with me. I think so. But right now, we're not happy. Not like we've been before. And I haven't eased him into anything. My name is Randall Kappelhoff. I know, he says, looking confused. And this is my fifth year at Camp Outland. He pulls his hands back. What? Every other year, I went by the name Randy. I say, walking a little away from him, then back. I looked different too. I had longer hair, I was chubbier, and I was in the show every year. I've always been a cabin seven kid. Last year, I was Domina and a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. He looks up at me, brow furrowed, and I can see the recognition pass over his eyes. And then the pain. Why? he asks. For you. I step closer to him and kneel in front of him. Every year, being around you, the way you talk to us, even if it was just a crowd during color wars, made me feel special. Like stars inside me. Galaxies. You said we can be anything, and I believed you. Even if you didn't mean it the way you, I thought you did. I pause, wondering for a moment as I say it, if that means any everything I loved was a lie. And I only really knew him, really fell in love with him this summer. It made me feel like I can do anything. You made me feel that way. And I wanted to do the same for you. I wanted to be with you. So I... He stands up and walks away. Anxious footsteps. His back turned to me. So you lied? He asks. No, I say quickly, standing and going to him. No, I changed my hair, my clothes, lost some weight, and I did different activities this summer, but I never lied. I just didn't show you everything about me. You lied, he says again. Not a question this time. His eyes are wide, looking at everything but me. No, I say. Hudson, I'm still the same guy. I really like the obstacle course. I like being color wars, Captain. I like sports and hiking. It surprised me that I like them, but I do. I just also like musical theater and dancing and singing and wearing makeup and nail polish. And I love you. I reach out for both his hands, but he pulls them away. So this, he says, pointing at my outfit, his hand moving up and down in disgust. This is the real you. Yes, I say, but it's still the same person you know and love. No, he shakes his head, backs away from me. I don't know who this is, and you've been lying to me all summer, from the moment we met, and I asked if you were new. Lying. Does anyone else know? 
I can feel the tears starting. They stream down my face as I nod. This isn't going to work. This was never going to work. Who else? Brad? People in my cabin? I mean, who doesn't know? It doesn't matter, I say. Everyone has been laughing at me this whole summer? Tricked by, by some theater kid in makeup? Role of a lifetime, I guess. He's crying too now, but he wipes it away with the back of his clenched fists. I'm still the same, I tell him, though I know it's pointless now. I'm the guy you fell in love with. No, he shakes his head. You're what my mom would call a faggot. The word shoots out of him like a bullet and hits what was left of my heart. And just like that, it's gone. I don't feel sadness anymore. The waterfall ache of our relationship collapsing in front of me like a glacier refreezes. Everything freezes. I can see it on his face too. How this instant is being etched into our brains. How neither of us can even breathe in it. And then it ends. And I walk away. Del, wait, he says, coming after me. I didn't mean to use that word. I turn around. It's not about the word. You think I haven't been called that before? Heard it whispered about me by girls in the hall at school? Or just hurled at me by guys on the street? Hell, Montgomery calls people faggot as a term of endearment sometimes. I know that word, Hudson. I know what it means. And I know what you meant when you said it. Even if you hadn't used that word, you would have found a way to say it. Because it's what you think, isn't it? We can be better. You said you meant it as be less of a stereotype, act more like straight people. You thought I was better. Just like you, special. I am special, Hudson. I am better. And I am a faggot. Del, I'm sorry. I was angry. I don't know who you are. And Yes, you do, I say, turning my back on him. And my name is Randy. Now, I want to talk about the gender bias that ultimately caused or fueled Randall to lie and also fuels Hudson's view of how a gay man should be, ultimately to protect himself. These adults have imposed upon these heterosexual adults or cishet adults have imposed imposed upon Hudson this view that okay it's already bad enough that you are gay but being gay makes you less manly and so now you have to compensate and match heteronormative views of what a cishet man behaves like you need to be cishet passing son is basically what they've ingrained into him and he has taken that shadow into his relationships and then there is Randy who, because of these gender biases, because suddenly girly things for guys makes them gay, he no longer matched what Hudson liked. And yes, we all have preferences, we all have types, but the important thing to recognize with Hudson is that his takeaway on his homosexuality 
was becoming incredibly entangled with what it means to be a man in the first place. So why why do we consider nail polish wearing or glitter using, makeup wearing, dress wearing, why do we consider it gay? Because when guys do it, just because we ascribe these things to girls, that in and of itself is heteronormative because what we are saying is that it's a female thing to like guys, but it's not a female thing to like guys. What are lesbians? <laughs> right? So this, of course, is the crux of the whole book. Randall changes himself to seduce Hudson, to win Hudson over. And of course, the good, the what I loved about it is that Randall actually found that while he likes these quote-unquote feminine things, he also found that he liked taking part in athletic things, these more manly things and that people are never just again a a takeaway from my previous episodes people are never just one thing there's so many things but randall became proud of the things he loved he loved wearing nail polish he loved dressing up in drag he was a theater kid at his heart and people consider it a stereotype that you know gays are loud that all gay men are like quote-unquote girly and that is unfair one because it really and truly is the adaptation of a heteronormative society view in the queer community and that sort of external toxicity becomes an internal problem it's like it, it the whole community is on fire and again it's like with the trans community there's a faction of lesbians that do not believe that trans women are women and it all comes down to biology it's like you were fortunate enough to be born in the right body and then somehow there is no empathy for people who in their heart and soul feel that this is wrong or rather know in their heart and soul that this is not the body I should have been born into. I mean, let's look at non-binary people. We all, when we hear non-binary, we think of androgynous folk. We think of folk that pass. They don't particularly look boyish, so no facial hair. Um, but they don't also particularly look girlish. And we only, we tend to more willingly accept non-binary people or gender fluid people who don't look, who don't particularly look masculine or feminine gender is incredibly complicated some people believe in it some people do not but the bottom line is there are some incredibly ridiculous things that we have ascribed gender to gender roles gender biases they are the source of so much suffocation within the queer community and even within the cishet community whether you are a cishet woman or a cishet man cishet women still also face so many prejudices in the workplace today cishet men are told that they cannot cry crying is weakness and all of again it comes back to all of these soft emotional things that we attribute to women if it's seen in men it's considered quote-unquote sissy behavior And that, again, that toxicity leaks into the LGBTQ community. Now, I'm not saying, please, cishet folk, keep your problems to yourself. No, 
But whether you identify as queer, whether you identify as cis, or as trans, or as heterosexual, try your very best when interacting with your friends and your family to be very aware when you are implicating a gender bias that is in some way or form harmful to that person that you're interacting with. I'll take for example, I know for a fact that these people, these friends of mine, were not intending to in any way be impose a gender bias. But I, of course, I took it the wrong way because it is something I'm sensitive about. For years, I have had the longest hair ever. And back in June, I cut almost all of it off over two feet of hair gone and I feel like to some degree because of what society has ingrained in me that I basically threw my femininity away and this was reinforced by the fact that only cishet women with long hair have thus far asked me if I plan to grow my hair back How am I supposed to take that? It was a big decision for me to cut my hair. And now you're asking me it as if that hair, to some degree, contributed to my worth. Whether it be my worth as... It has to be to my worth as a woman. Because if it's about my worth as a person, I... I'm confused as to what hair has anything, me growing back, my hair has anything to do with our friendship. And I take that and I think about how if you see a long-haired guy, oh my god, I know somebody's gonna say, he must be gay, he has girly hair, because long hair is a woman thing. If we see a girl in a suit at an event instead of a dress, oh, she must be a lesbian because she is wearing men clothes. And here we see again that apparently it is only okay for you to be a lesbian, for you to love a girl, because you want to be a guy. You are manly. You are you are situating yourself or involving yourself in masculine things, masculine appearances. And that is not the case. So yes, again, please be very aware of how you you promote gender bias and how it's very harmful and toxic to the ones around you. Do not comment on the fact that your friend is not wearing makeup, your girlfriend is not wearing makeup. Do not comment on the way she dresses. You know, these things, people are free to express themselves the way they want to express themselves, but they're also free to not express themselves in certain ways, which is unfortunately the case in a lot of situations because now they're afraid of being put into a stereotype. And so we now have two problems on a spectrum where what if I'm being too loud and too gay and it's so obvious and people are going to give me hate for me just being myself? And then what if I'm simply just me and I'm quiet and I'm not gay enough and I don't fall into these stereotypes and then people are like oh no you're totally normal you have to be x y and z and so it comes back to why do we feel this need to police people why are we so preoccupied with how other people appear 
Why are we obsessed with whether this girl has long hair or short hair, whether this boy wears makeup or cross dresses? Why is it your business how people express themselves? Whether, especially when they're not hurting you, when they're not doing anything to harm you or harm your loved ones. So definitely step back. Look at when you're imposing a gender bias, when you are in some way or form being incredibly, like when you're confining people to stereotypes and you're suffocating them, or when people do fit stereotypes that you think, you know, are existing, like all all gay men wear nail polish is some really weird stereotype, like you're a loud gay man. And ask yourself if it's fair to allot that stereotype to an entire population or if this is just your friend expressing themselves. I mean, there is so much pressure, again, to just to be a certain way, to, to protect yourself in society, but to also present certain personas. And when you get preoccupied with those appearances, when you care more about appearances and not about what those appearances mean, it, it becomes an issue, you know? And in its own form, it's a type of judgment. So try, please try to be safe spaces for people to express themselves without being considered a certain way, without saying, oh, well, yeah, no, my guy friend, he wears nail polish. I'm pretty sure he's gay. Or... Yeah, no, my girlfriend, she, this friend of mine, she shaved her head. She has to be gay. And notice when you are placing a gender bias that you have over somebody and causing it or using it as an excuse to scrutinize their sexuality because oftentimes they're unrelated. And I, I mean, I... They're trans men who are not necessarily interested in drag. They are straight men, cis head men who love makeup. And it will not change the fact that they are men, they're cis head men that love women, you know? They are going to be girls who don't wear makeup, dresses quote unquote like a guy, love sports, but they're cis head girls. They're not trans boys, they're not lesbians. And realize that all of these things, people are so busy, again, to box you in, put you to a label, that it becomes so hard to express yourself without people jumping to assumptions about what you are. And the bottom line is, it should not matter. Because the essence of you remains the same. And the essence of your friend remains the same. Lastly, shout out to all my Aero Ace people, my aromantic asexual folks who are out there vibing. But in reality, because of gender biases, the way gender biases seem to negatively impact the way sexuality is viewed by everyone, both cishet and queer folks, Asexuality is often erased in the narrative of life because society has these expectations of us that sometimes stretch beyond gender biases about 
marriage and children and how old you should be when you have kids and how many kids you should have and children needing two parents needing a mother and a father and not two mothers or two fathers and then asexuality folks ace folks or arrow folks often their status in the lgbtq community becomes threatened by these gender biases as well as societal norms with that being said i hope that in the upcoming week everyone we can all pay more attention to how gender biases seep into our everyday life whether we are the victim of a gender bias or we perpetuate gender biases when interacting with friends and family i hope that we can all just become more aware of these biases because they are not only prevalent within the lgbtq community but also something that cishet folk also struggle with um with that i want to thank you guys for listening to this incredibly long episode of bookish lessons with sudarshna and i hope everyone has an amazing week ahead